This week's episode is brought to you by the Talk Buster podcast. Every episode, Chris Chipman and a guest reminisce of their time working for Blockbuster. Now, even if you've never worked for a Blockbuster, I guarantee you'll find the stories both hilarious and relatable. One of my personal favorite stories was when he had a guest retelling his time of working at a porn shop the day before Christmas when they were just packed to the gills. So, listen to the Talk Buster podcast on all your favorite platforms today. Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Lord Commander Ulrich. Well, Lord Commander Ulrich, how are you today? And I can't help getting into the smooth jazz voice, I just have so much fun with it. That's so. your NPR voice, I know you're talking smooth jazz. Oh, uh, call it whatever you want, but it's fun. Anyway, how are you doing? Ah, uh, pretty good. It's been a days of ups and downs and learned a lot of interesting things I didn't know before. Yeah? Anything you can share? Yeah, uh, uh, recreational drugs have made vast strides in quality and availability since <laughs> 2009. Oh, all right. I'm not going right. to elaborate. I'm just going to leave that one for the listeners. Okay, well, we'll move on then. Uh, I don't need to share my day. It's been problematic. So I forget. I'm just going to go ahead with this. Um, before we get started, we're, you know, what we're going to talk about, let's do our little Patreon sound off. I got a list here, and since it's a buckler, I'm the one who's going to be sharing it. Here are the people who, like, I can't believe they're so awesome as to give us money to keep on doing this. So you guys are awesome, and your names are Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Reed D, Arthur Crane, Kevin Vay, Brendan Agnew, and John Vinyls. I hope it's vinyls. If it's wrong, then tell us how to pronounce it. It took Kevin a while, but he finally told us how to pronounce his, and I think I got it right now. Anyway, if you all, if you're not on that list and you'd like to become a patron for you know 25 cents an episode, a dollar a month, you know, uh, then you can find us on Patreon at Geeks with Shields, and that would be awesome. You'd, I'd read your name out too, and probably mispronounce your name, but that's part of the fun. <laughs> anyway, what are we here to talk about today, Ulrich? We are here to answer the age-old question that has divided the internet and gets asked all the time, are you meant to take 40K seriously? That's an age-old question. No, but it's fun because we right, promised right. we were going to start doing more 40K content, and I couldn't think of a better way to start than the one I see most often in association with 40K. All right, before we, before we get into this question, I want to do two things. I want to define the parameters of the question, and I want to establish, for lack of a better term, credentials. <laughs> so let's start with that second one. Uh, I don't claim to be a 40K-like expert, mostly because I hate that word now. It's been ruined for me. But I've been into 40K lore loosely for probably about four or five years now, and I got into it heavily within the last year. So I've been... You know, delving really heavy into it, collecting models now, uh, reading the books in our Horus Heresy series. So my point is that I am I am like waist deep in it right now, but this is still pretty new to me. But Ulrich, on the other hand, I've been living in this shit for a long time. How long? Oh man, I first became aware of forty k in two thousand seven. Started reading the books in 2008, playing the game in 
2016. All right. So you've been more into it for uh, 13 years and probably, I'd say, heavily into it for at least the last four. Yeah. Okay. So that's... I put that up front so that if you're out there and you're like, I've been into it since first edition, because we've had at least one guest in the show who has, uh, and you have an opinion on this, then I would actually love to hear it. But So now, the second part of my preamble is I want you to, as best as you can, tell me what it means to take something seriously, so I know what exactly we're asking here. Well, if you, you'll you'll get this question eventually, because everyone in the hobby does. But when people look in at 40K, they come to either one of two conclusions. That it is an ultra-realistic, grounded, fascist dystopia that no one sees the jokes for. Or it is such an absurd joke that absolutely nothing can be taken seriously. And it's a parody of a parody. Okay. And it exists. And people see it one of these two ways and they will often fight to the death that it falls into one of these two ways. And in all honesty, I, I, I don't like, I, I much prefer the people that see it as a joke than the people who see it as a dead serious fascist, you know, thing. And that we all in the hobby are just, you know, what's I'm the not, word I'm searching for? Uh, I, I don't know. Because I've, I've been accused many times of people outside the hobby of the only people that like 40k are pseudo fascists and it's like no <laughs> that's not true there's there's some in here there's, there's definitely they're they're here do they we're know not are like communists when they say that <laughs> yeah see even the things i i don't think most people can define communism outside of a loose definition which that's true i think most people that would uh, hear me say that don't realize what i mean when i say that so i'm gonna i'm gonna put that back but uh <laughs> So here's the thing. I'm not trying to be like a fence sitter or anything like that. I honestly believe that the question uh, is not a binary and that the beauty of 40K as I see it is that the answer to that question is yes to both sides. And All that right. The fact- this was a fast episode. All right. Let's, good. Let's get out of here. <laughs> but anyway, but the fact, the fact that it can be both the thing you take super – you know, at face value and dramatic and, like, you know, devote a lot of yourself into and maybe even pull, like, philosophical or argumentative ideas from. And also a giant well of memes and jokes and nonsense and over-the-top parody. I think the fact that it can, that it is both those things is a big part of the appeal. If it if someone tried to tell me it is one or the other, I feel like they'd be doing nothing less than actually taking away from the the franchise as it is. You know? Yep. That was I mean, that's why this is a dumb question that I don't like because it exists in both. On yep. the one hand, we have orcs, which you can attest are there's nothing serious about orcs. Actually, no, no. Here's the thing. I got a much better example for you that's very – because, yes, I'm an orc player, so, of course, I love any excuse to talk about orcs. But I can point to one, one very, very specific character and conversation that is both a conversation to be taken seriously and one of jokes. Okay. Any guesses who I'm talking about? No. Magnus the Red. If you spend oh. any amount of time, any amount of time on the Magnus did nothing wrong Reddit – Oh, Jesus. You, you will realize that it is both filled with tons of hilarious 
like side splitting memes that my buddy Wretched keeps send, sending me, and also actual like philosophical conversation about uh, you know loyalty and decisions and responsibility and how you you know react to certain things and like there's actual uh, an interesting conversation to be had in the actions that Magnus took in the lore. That's an interesting and you know deep one. And then there's also like the meme of the guy giving a plate and the guy throws it, except it's the emperor giving the, the, the Nikea treaty to Magnus and him tossing it. Like both of those things function perfectly well in this one topic. <laughs> yeah. But I argue one of those is outside the lore. So I will use two examples from the lore on the, this is a joke and should not be taken seriously. Load bearing walls are heretical. Load bearing walls are heretical. This is contemporary lore. Uh, okay, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> yep, that, that's a new one. On the other hand, the Necrons use a weapon called Gauss, which strips you down to a, a, a molecule by molecule. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're a sister it, of battle, then you just pray that shit away, because they're awesome. Yeah. And this is, again, as you said, the duality, duality of 40k. In some ways, it is an obscene parody of itself, in the fact that it is so over the top that no, you're not supposed to take the Imperium seriously. You were not supposed to root for the Imperium. That's the joke. But on the other hand, you can really read these stories of heroic last stands of guardsmen against overwhelming odds and go, wow, this is really engaging. This is really, I, I'm I would, into this. I would actually say you also touched on something right there, which is the Imperium is this bloated, bureaucratic, xenophobic, uh, religious, like, his organization that is mid to high tier evil in the uh in the warhammer universe so it's very easy to yeah like you're not supposed to think that because they're fascist fascism is good that's that's like part of the joke they're so ridiculously over the top but there is also an argument made that you know the Imperium the Emperor tried to create and the instance and the things that led to its fall were more tragic than anything. And the fact that at this point it's like humans just trying to survive in a unbelievably hostile galaxy. And it's like, yeah, you can root for the Imperium as a concept, as like, I want humans to succeed and even though this the the imperium as it is is not something that is good necessarily it's got a pretty good figure leading it who is against a lot of those principles and can maybe bring it back and you can easily have that kind of like i hold out hope that they can move back to a i mean we'd never see that it would take away from the game if that kind of stuff actually happened but you get my point that there's like you can have like a hope there you can actually sincerely like root for the Imperium conceptually at the same time as understanding that a lot of what's going on in the Imperium is ridiculous and over the top and meant to be terrible. So now let's talk about another of my favorite examples. The word that defines 40k, Grimdark. <laughs> because yeah. Grimdark is an aesthetic in 40k and a term of 40k and that everything way, is horrible and everything is terrible. Side note, I was, I was uh, curious the other day and I was looking up if Fallout was inspired by 40K, because the uh, Brotherhood of Steel seems so much like a Space Marine chapter. And then when I looked at the the actual timing, apparently Fallout 1 came out like a year after the first 40K uh, edition dropped. So it's actually more coincidence than anything, I guess. 
Yeah, but, but Fallout as we know it is vastly different than Fallout as it started. Yeah, but I'm just saying this is – again, I'm not a master at this. This is just based on like Reddit forums where people were talking about this concept because I just Googled like Fallout uh, 40K to see what people were saying about it. And this was the kind of the general consensus that I found. But my point of bringing that up is I was told – I don't remember if you were the one who told me, but I was I was told by someone that the term grimdark originates with 40K. And that's understandable for 40K came out in what early 80s, I think was the first edition. Um or no, late, late 80s, 80s for yeah, 40. late 80s. Yeah, yeah. Uh I think the first like full edition I, I remember I was looking at this just recently like Rogue Trader dropped in like 88 or 89 or something and then like yeah. 40K as an edition didn't drop until like 92 or something actually. Yeah. But uh Anyway, my point is that – so it's very easy to be like, oh, well, you know, that was 28, 30 years ago is the term, and it's right there in the grim darkness of the, the future. But did it really originate there, or is that just something that's like, hey, I'm really into this, and it's old, so I can harp onto that and make that the narrative? You know what I mean? Maybe, but that's what I love about grim dark is it does – it defines the everything is terrible, everything is horrible-ness of 40K – but at the same time, it's kind of a joke in the same way we use Edgelord to describe things that are just so over the top. Because that's 40K. It did is both ever, serious and self-serious at the same time. Did you ever watch that uh, that Bricky video I told you about where Bricky goes through all the factions of 40K? I have not. Uh, early on, he's describing the appeal of 40K. And by the way, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched that, it's two hours long. It's basically a movie. But youtuber named bricky just goes through every 40k faction and it is a hilarious video whether you're a 40k fan or not or you're loosely interested although i don't know why you're listening to this if you're not at least loosely interested anyway but he says that one of the appeals of 40k is that everyone is the villain every faction is some flavor of evil and being the villain is cool villains are cool they got cool outfits they do cool things they have cool lines and no matter who you play in 40k at some point you are the villain <laughs> yeah and again the game itself allows you to play really serious and grim or just make a joke of it all and i have i have played both players and i've enjoyed playing both players i have a friend who i played again who plays chaos who has who has who's named every individual cultist of his you know army but most of them are named Bob because he doesn't bother remembering their names, and it makes for hilarious conversations as he charges them. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams played uh, 40K, played Eldar, and he had voices and characters for them, and he called them his sissy gay space elves. Yeah. Fun fact, if uh, we've mentioned this in a previous recording, but if you hadn't heard that, uh, Williams made it a point that um, the people he played with were not allowed to tell anyone where he played because then he wouldn't be able to go there anymore. But yeah, yep. totally played. <laughs> So, yeah, people want to define 40K typically to its well, detriment, I think. This, this comes down to an old geek mentality. And I use that term with loving adoration, really. I mean, we live in a world where geeks rule everything. Geek culture is just pop culture at this point, so I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. But point is that that's a, you know... That's just an old part. Like, we've talked to people who've been in this fandom or this franchise for decades, and they tell us that, like, things have actually gotten a lot better over the last 10 years. Uh, but, you know, it did have this, it was a very niche, very gate kept kind of thing for a long time. And usually, with those types of 
things. And when, especially when you get people who are analytical for better or worse, they like to categorize things. I'm one of them. I love categorizing things. Usually the point of categorizations is for to ease con conversation, to allow you to compare one thing to another thing based on what categories they share and do not share. And just like with the whole, oh, is Star Wars a sci-fi? No, it's a space opera. At the end of the day, that conversation is actually kind of stupid. Same kind of deal here where it's like, is 40K a you know serious narrative or is it a big satire? Uh, say defining it as one or the other is just reductive and it's you're not looking at it complexly you're trying to simplify things and i get the impulse i do yeah. but and the comedy and the seriousness of 40k is the peanut butter and chocolate of it all because you have to reconcile that there's a universe where there's a race dark elder who do horrible horrible things is the same universe that have orcs that have living toupees <laughs> this is the um, same universe and both of these things are allowed and accepted at the same time and yeah. that is the beauty of 40k and anyway, it's why I, I hate when people try and latch on to and say no it has to be grimdark or it's not grimdark enough like you're missing the point that grimdark in itself is kind of a joke i might say that um individual stories uh are again it's like because you're trying to reduce 40k as a whole to one thing, but 40k isn't one thing. It's games, it's uh, models, it's books, it's video games. It's going to be a television show. It was already an you know animated movie, and the fact that it's going across all these different things, it's it's just like it's just like anything that's that big. It's going to have subsets, and like if you were to tell me that uh, you know like the story of uh, I'm trying to think of a good one. Um, I don't know, like the Drukhari Demon uh, uh, Canyon. I don't know why I can't think of the term is, but the Demon Canyon. You try to tell me that that was like not to be taken seriously. I'd be like, ah, have you read that story? It's, I think it's pretty meant to be taken seriously. But that's one story within a greater whole. You, you find the things you latch onto. You, I latch onto orcs largely because they are ridiculous and goofy but i'm really heavily considering getting a sisters of battle army as my second backup army and not because they're funny at all in fact they're just because they're badass and cool and really like pretty serious actually and so there's two sides right there and i'm just you know i'm just a person and people are gonna like what they're gonna like so yes and again that that that's the answer 40k is both Beware the person that tells you it's absolutely one or the other because they're missing the bigger picture. I would beware the person who tells you that 40K is any one thing. Like, yes. Really. Well, I'd beware the person who tells you that almost any franchise like that is any one thing. Uh, try to think about things more complexly. The conversation is fun. I've actually enjoyed trying to, like, explain these thoughts. But, again, it's like I, simplifying things, that's the risk that comes with trying to simplify things. So. Yeah, no, 40K is a beautiful contradiction. All right, well, I don't have any uh, concluding thoughts. I think I got my conclusion. Do you have anything else, Ulrich? No, that, that was it. 40K is a beautiful contradiction. It is both serious to a fault and just all a joke at once. All right, well, then, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all those things that I'm supposed to ask you to do as a content creator on the internet. I honestly, it kind of makes my skin crawl every time I do that because I feel like I'm having a shill, but I understand that it, you know, it really does matter and it really, like, it really does help us when you do that. So I'm, I'm trying to be honest and, and transparent 
with you, the listener. This, I, I do it because it's actually positive things. And the more people see this, the more we grow, and the more we grow, the more we can do. And if you're wondering where you can find this podcast because you just stumbled on it under a rock, you can find us at SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and Pocket Cast. Now, if you're like, hey, why don't they have it on Rockcast or randompodcast.inc? Well, we don't know about those podcast sites, so you got to tell us about it so we can go on there, so we can be there, so you can listen to us next time. As always, this has been Axel Wright. And it's you, brother, Lord Commander Orc. Be sure to tune in next time, and as always, stay honorable.